and then the place just goes electric with We Want Dallas. I mean, it, it brings the hair up. It still does. Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. This is a complicated business. My name is Joe. His name is FP on mic number two. It is Dallas week here in D.C. And if you if that doesn't get you excited, FP, I don't think anything will get you excited. The Washington football team is on a four-game heater. They're out on absolute fire. Tyler, Taylor, I keep wanting to call him Tyler. I don't know why. Taylor Heineke has earned himself a cool half mil in incentives and bonuses over the last four weeks, which is awesome and good for him. You know, golf clap all around. Absolutely. I'm very, very, very happy for him. But FP, I mean, this is the biggest game of the season, and and I don't like to use – I feel like sometimes we use the words must win, and it feels a little empty. But this is as close to must win as the football team's got. Now, can they afford to lose – to drop the game or lose the game and still be competitive? Yes, mathematically they can. But in reality, if they want to challenge for the NFC East, they're going to have to get this game. They're going to have to get at least one of two against the Cowboys, more likely this one than the next one. But the Cowboys have been, I mean, they're an interesting team. You know, early in the season, I think all of us were really impressed with their defense. The defense has kind of fallen off a bit. You know, there's been weeks where we look at that team and say, my, my goodness, how, who do you pick? Who, who are you going to cover, right? I mean, there's 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 offensive weapons everywhere from Cooper. Uh, now they've got Gallup back. Tony uh, Pollard is playing amazing. I mean, there's so many offensive weapons but the Washington football team has been playing some pretty defense, some pretty good yes, defense the last couple of yes, weeks. So, you know, this is a this is a big game. I mean, there, there's really no other way around it. And we, you know, here, like Dallas Week's, Dallas Week still means something to me. And I know that a lot of people don't care and a lot of the newer fans don't really understand what that means. But that clip, that opening clip that I just played that we just heard, you know, RFK used to literally shake up and down. Shake. Yeah. People wanted Dallas. In the early years of, of FedEx, it was kind of like that as well. And for a while there, you know, 100,000 people in, in, in FedEx field, and it was loud, and people wanted this game. Now, we know that Dallas doesn't get up for D.C. the way D.C. gets up for Dallas, but you know what? You know, that that's how it falls sometimes. I mean, the rivalry, the rivalry isn't really what it is, but to me, this still means something. And the fact that they're four, you know, on a four-game win streak at six and six, chasing the Cowboys in the division—it's a huge game. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and I mean, really, when you think about it, I mean, this rivalry for the last few years, while Dallas hasn't really come up for it the way that the Washington fans have, the last few years the games have been important. Whether it being spoiler for Dallas, whether it be our wild card aspirations whatever the games i mean probably since the the colt mccoy thanksgiving miracle those have kind of been all substantial games there's never really been a dallas cowboys washington football matchup that hasn't had some sort of major implication in the playoff race and and this sunday probably the biggest because we're we're both competing for the east we're both competing for a playoff spot we're both 
I mean, Dallas has the edge, but like you said, this Dallas team's shaky, right? First game of the year, they dropped to the to the Buccaneers. We beat the Buccaneers. We dropped one to the Saints, but a much healthier, more potent Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara Saints. Yuck. And the Cowboys, the Cowboys looked really terrible against a very battered and bruised Saints team. And I mean, Raiders again, too. December, I mean, the Raiders, the Raiders yeah, went into Raiders Dallas. Too. Yeah, Raiders went into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. I think that was an overtime game, if I'm not mistaken, a Thursday was, night a couple yeah. weeks ago, right? Um, right. Was that Thanksgiving? I think that was Thanksgiving. That was so, Thanksgiving, correct. You know, but and we saw what the football team did, obviously, in Vegas. You know, the Broncos beat the Cowboys. The Broncos also beat the football team. So, you know, I think on paper it stacks up a lot closer than people want to want to admit. You know, all everywhere I've looked over the last couple of days. Everyone's on Dallas, and and rightfully so. They're they're right now the the best team in the NFC East. They, without doubt, without question, have the the best offensive weapons at their disposal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no. I, I mean, I don't know how you can challenge that. I know, I know, Zeke is kind of a one trick pony, but but Pollard is Pollard is an animal. I mean, catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he took one to that. He took one sixty yeah. yards. I mean, just you, this you past really Sunday. just have to. You really just have to to go position by position and say, are we better or worse? I mean, Gibson has more rushing yards than their running backs, yeah. right? I would take Terry McLaurin over Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not the, saying but it, the that whole they don't have the better receivers. Uh, yeah. Their compliment is better, yeah. but I would take they Terry over They got us a tight end also. I, I think their offensive line, I mean, our offensive line has been amazing. I mean, look, we got Stevie to go full 180 and, and basically praise yeah. the offensive line here in D.C., That's right? So, saying something. Like, there, there's, something. there's a lot of positives, and I, I don't want to – I mean, there are many reasons why the football team can and may win this game. But the, I'm just saying there's right. more well, reasons why the Cowboys should win this game. Right, right. The Cowboys, and his name is Dak. His name is Dak. Yeah, I mean, when, I mean you, it, when you come down sure. to the nuts and bolts, this game is Dak Prescott versus Heineke. That's the end of this discussion. I mean – and and that's all it is. Uh, that's that's what this game is essentially going to prove. Can the Washington football team throw up some some great passes, put up more than twenty points, and kind of keep up with this Dallas offense? Because you know for sure, Dallas is going to stack the box. They're going to try to make us one dimensional. They're going to try to swallow up Gibson, and they're going to dare Heineke to beat him with his arm. And and that's essentially. That's dangerous. That's I mean, before we established ourselves as a run first, smash them in the mouth identity of a team, we were struggling. Those were the four games that we were struggling before kind of Gibson took over. So Dallas is really but gonna the defense challenge is also the playing game. better. You know, and, they and, are. I, and I think, you know, at some point we're gonna at some point we're gonna we have to talk about the 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 laundry list, the long list of injuries and, and other things that are that are, you know, going to impact this game on both sides of the ball, but most notably for Washington. You know, I, I, I do want to just kind of take a take a step here and go a little bit wider. The Cowboys the Cowboys have been, you know, flirting with the top five, top six team on and off. Every week we do this, right? Every Wednesday we come together and we do, you know, the top five and the low five around the league. We do Ron quotes. Like, it's been consistent here for, whatever, 14 weeks. The Cowboys have always, they've, they've been consistently kind of flirting in that six, seven range. At one point they peaked, I think, into my top five. You know, they're firmly outside of it at this point. You know, and, and I do want to just take a step back. We'll come back to this game. We actually have a special guest that's going to join us in a little bit, Shelly. Shelly is, is a super fan through and through. She's awesome. I've gotten to know her a little bit over the past uh, couple of weeks and months. She She's super active on social media. She hosts these awesome Twitter spaces for fans to come in, and I'm always 
I'm always in there and probably talking more than I should, but she's going to come and join us, FP, and, and, and talk and preview this game a little bit more. But for just a few minutes here, I want to take a step back and look at the league at large. The Cowboys... The Cowboys, like if if you were going to pick a team to be right now, I think you would want to be the football team as opposed to the Cowboys, right? One is chasing, where one is maybe sliding just a little bit. The Cowboys, you look at them holistically. Zeke doesn't look like the Zeke that came into the league. You know, Dak has looked amazing in certain games and has looked very average in other games. That offensive line, the penalties, the penalties are mounting every week. It seems like they're they're struggling to just to just to stand still until the ball is snapped. So some of these things, you know, some of these things happen. Some of it is fluky, no big deal. They're going to work through that. The defense has been consistent. I, I mean, and, and you know, Joe V will be on the show in the, in the second half here to talk about fantasy stuff, but I've been riding the, Cal- the, the Cowboys defense, and I hate that. Like, I hate when I have NFC East players on my random fantasy teams, but the defense has been pretty consistent, hmm. and this defense, like you said, they should be okay the rest of the way. They get the, they get the, the, the Washingtons twice. They get the Eagles I think still uh, two times in the Giants once. So, like, they're going to see a bunch of these teams in the NFC. It's really interesting how the NFC East basically ends the year playing each other a zillion times, like round-robin style. So, you know, with the exception of the Giants, the Eagles are still alive, even though no one really thinks that they're they're that good. Um, the, obviously, Washington is still alive, and the Cowboys are kind of in the driver's seat. But holistically, ac- all, around the league, there's a lot of teams that are just better. You know, and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, and, and look better. at Monday night. I mean, I watched every play of Monday night uh, this this past week, the the Patriots at the Bills, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I, I literally like, you know, and there's a lot of a lot of noise this week about, you know, how, how can how can how can Belichick be this good? You know, basically two years <laughs> or a year and a half removed from Brady. Well, he he's got a system in place, and it just shows you like what. What stability at the at the leadership level can do for yeah. a franchise, even in Pittsburgh, where there's rumors now of potentially, you know, this is Big Ben's last season, and and it sucks to see him kind of fall apart here at the end. But you know, that franchise is going to be okay as well. They've got solid ownership, and the coach isn't going anywhere. So you know, you look at you look at Belichick and what he's got in Mac Jones. They threw the ball three times, three incredible, and they won incredible. that game, and it wasn't close. Incredible, no. like. It's incredible. I mean, what what were you thinking watching that game? Because like we, I saw the swirling winds and in, in, in our chat, like I put a we put a substantial amount of cash on the under when once we saw the pregame just craziness. Like, yeah, if that line was thirty nine, take the under. If it was twenty five, right. take the under. Like, no matter what. But what did you think actually watching that game? How are the Patriots? I mean, let me ask you it this way: Do the Patriots belong in the top five right now, or maybe higher? Maybe are they, are they a top three team right now in the league? Um, top three might be a stretch just because I, I, I'm really bullish on the Cardinals, the Packers, and, and sadly still the Bucks. But I mean, that kind of comes down to what I was thinking the whole time. I'm watching this game and I'm like, Tom Brady last year wins the Super Bowl. This year, very, very, very possible. Bill Belichick wins coach of the year. I mean, it's insane that these two guys split up have essentially quickly proven, no, we were both amazing, and that's why we had the dynasty. One didn't carry the other. And that's essentially all you see. For the fact that that Belichick is just like, you know what, zero run game. He basically came out and just said, zero run game, and or zero pass game, pass game and we're yeah. just going to dominate, and they did. And it's 
and it was incredible to see you don't that that was like 1970s football you don't see that anymore well and, and the it, bills it were just, rightfully so i mean our, our the, the boys that we did that pod with uh, many weeks ago when uh, we were previewing mm-hmm. the bills game they were melting down they were like you, yeah. you could have put 15 guys in the box and you weren't going to stop Right, the Patriots, which is incredible. It's incredible to think that. I mean, in the their, modern their NFL, O-line's always been strong, right? But in the modern, I mean, you just don't expect, you know. And and the Bills, rightfully so, they were embarrassed, and and the Bills, the wheels just have completely come off there. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a little frightening actually how quickly they've gone from contender to less than contender. It's just I don't yeah. know, Some, something's year. going this on there. And, and, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the the the, the entire league is wide open. Right, but especially in the AFC, I mean, you had the Chiefs kind of start and stop. Like everyone was on the Bills. You had the Titans obviously lose Derrick Henry. Like this was everything was lining up for the Bills to be that team, and they get run on five thousand times. Can't stop it. I mean, by a <laughs> Patriot team that basically said we, we're we're going to show you that like not only we're we going to like beat the snot out of you, we're going to embarrass you in your building after your fans get beat up by the wind. Like it was just a perfect. Like Bill right. Belichick type of game, you know. But yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'm gonna just like for me, I've got them. I agree with you. I've got them at four, right? I don't think they are better than. Well, I'll, I'll give you my list. I've got the Chiefs at five, back from the dead. I think the Chiefs are surging, and I think they're finding mm-hmm. their footing. And I think their defense is the defense never has to be spectacular in Kansas City, but it's got to be better than what it was. And right now, it's improving, right? Very similar to what we're seeing here in Washington. They're just playing right. better overall. Um, so I've got the Chiefs at five. The Patriots I've got at four. You, I could argue that they belong a, ahead of the Bucks at three. And then the you know Cardinals for me are still at two and Packers. are largely unchanged for me from last, from last week. The Packers defense, I mean, it pains me to say it, but Joe Barry's he's doing something right there uh, at the moment. I mean, that, that team looks... <laughs> They look better. I mean, and, and the Packers, I think, are the team to beat. And Aaron Rodgers, I think he deserves some MVP consideration. I don't think he'll get it. I think the blue check marks and the, the cancel mob is going to make sure that he's not uh, considered, given the, the, the scafu over his fake vaccination and COVID and all that other stuff. But, you know, that, that's kind of my top five. Packers, Cardinals, uh, one, two, debatable which way you want to put them. And then the Bucks and the Pats, Chiefs, and then everybody else. You know, the Rams... Ravens. I'm not a believer in the Ravens. I think they look terrible. I mean, Lamar just seems like something is wrong there as well. I don't know. Is your top five different than mine? Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll have Cardinals over Packers. So one, two Cardinals Packers. Um, Cardinals are just, they're just not losing. And when they do win, they put up points and they, they're just now back to fully healthy. I, I don't think unless they go into a cold Lambeau field, if something happens, I don't think anybody's stopping them, right? So Packers, again, this is where they shine. Those cold games, that's where Aaron Rodgers just kind of turns it on. And then after that, yeah, you kind of have to decide if you want Patriots or Buccaneers. And sadly, with the Antonio Brown drama and all the fake vaccine card stuff, I mean, the Buccaneers are going to struggle a little bit because he really did help that offense. But, I mean, it's Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette's been running crazy. You still have he's Godwin. He's been playing like Evans. the college I version mean, of himself. He's, yeah, he's looking it's great. It's insane. He's Benjamin Buttoning the NFL, and it's just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's I, you. You can't bet against him until you get burned by him. For so you you got to give it to him. Well, and Gronk but, yeah, is and out then, there. Gronk is hobbling all over the field, but he catches everything. Right, he's a massive right. target. 
you know, and and you know, we'll, we'll we'll get to Logan Thomas here in DC in just a second. But I mean, what a loss that is for the football team. But just yeah. really quickly, I want to touch on the bottom five as well. Again, largely unchanged. One change in my in my bottom five: the Lions move ahead of the Jags. Congratulations to the Lions for getting that win. Um, they they have they are the best bad team. <laughs> I mean, that I remember watching, you know, but but the Jags yeah. are an absolute mess. And and they it looks like they have misfired on the coach. They have misfired. I, I think it's too soon to say, uh, you know, regarding, you know, Trevor and then the quarterback play. It's been spotty. Um, I, I think he, he'll be fine long term, but it's clear that they, they have to make changes basically a, across the board. I mean, that is just a bad team. You know, and yeah. for anybody that's listening that, that, that says that D.C. is a bad team or that the football team is, you know, behind where they should be. Maybe, maybe they're behind where they should be. At worst, the football team is an average team. The Jags right, are but a at least bad, we're not, bad team. At least we're not this bad five years removed from AFC Championship game, right? Like, they were there. They were they there. They were up there five years ago, six years ago. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of crazy that they, they hit it and then just came crashing right back down. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, but on the topic, you know, I brought up Gronk here just a second ago. I mean, Gronk seems to be able to catch anything. Huge target for Brady, of course. You know, here in D.C., we saw what Logan is able to do. And, and you know, that first touchdown catch on uh, against Vegas this past Sunday, um, I made a comment. I said, you know, we're celebrating the the touchdown, but he had to leap to get that ball. Yes. He was standing. He was literally by himself in the end zone, and he had to fly to get up. To, I mean, Taylor just sails so many passes. It's going to be tough for the football team to, to – I mean, you can't replace him. And I mean, you're, you're kind of back to where you started. He's, he's done for the season. Uh, Fitzpatrick is done for the season. I think he officially went under the knife earlier this week as well. So mm-hmm. that that's, yep. you know, $10 million. So on average, what, uh, $3 million per pass completion, I think for him, <laughs> I think he completed three of six yeah. or three of eight or whatever it was. So, on that one. you know, I, I think we may have seen the end of Fitzpatrick in the league. I mean, he, he's 38, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I mean, this, this could you... be it for him, which stinks because, you know, I think anybody who's been watching, he's been around for 16, what, 16, 17 seasons. Like, it, it's tough to see the old guys kind of leave like that. I mean, Fitzpatrick, he, he was a, he was always a serviceable quarterback, you know, and I, I kind of liken him to Big Ben in that regard. Like, he was never super mobile, but he could move. And the last couple of years, like, they don't move at all. I mean, Big Ben doesn't yeah. move at all, you know, yeah. so... You know, it's coming to an end, but there's... You know, the only... The, the most important thing, I know, I know there was a... Somebody was put on the COVID list today. Who was put on the COVID list today? I saw that. I'm, I'm blanking Sweat. all of a sudden. Montez oh, yeah, Montez. Sweat. So he was eligible mm-hmm. to return to practice, but he apparently he's uh, – hopefully it's a false positive, negative. I, I don't know. I, no, I, it's I, the I don't unvaccinated know COVID list 10 days out. Uh, He'll maybe be able to play for the Eagles, but he won't be able to practice before the Eagles. But, I mean, thankfully on defense, you don't really need practice reps. You just need to be in shape. Well, and, and the most important player that they got to get back is, is to me, Landon Collins. I mean, Landon yes. Collins has been, you know, and I said this on Sunday, and I'll continue to say it. He went from uh, a liability on defense to, you know, indispensable. Like, he, he literally, as playing as a free safety yeah. trying to cover, he was a huge liability. Playing as the the big nickel or the buffalo nickel up at the line, you know, stuffing the, the running backs um, and doing basically just creating havoc in the box, yeah. you don't have another guy that can do it. Cam Curl's playing great, but they need Landon to come back, and, and hopefully we'll get well, some you, positive Well, you need him here. because... You need him because Jamin Davis, I believe, is concussion protocol. Kaliki Hudson came in immediately. He's on IR after that Raiders game, and he was a stud on our special team, so that that doubly hurts. Uh, but yeah, you're basically down to Cole Holcomb and 
some other random guy that we just brought up. Uh, can't even tell you, you know, his name. And, and it's funny you mentioned Cole because, you know, so we're going to, on the other side of the break here in a moment, we're going to bring in Shelly. Shelly is a huge Cole come fan, right? And, and this is probably the one area where I get more heat on Twitter and, and just, you know, I'm not that big on Cole. Like, I, I appreciate what he's doing on the field. I think he's improving tremendously, you know, game over game. I mean, he's looking better. But, man, he gets burned all the time in coverage. So I, I know it's not a hot take. It's just kind of what I see happening. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get her thoughts on it as well. But I, I think Landon Landon is – I mean, if we can get Landon back, that, that's going to significantly impact yes. in, a, in a positive sense the defense. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, Shelly's a longtime fan. I'm, I'm excited to get her take on it too. But uh, let's do that on the other side of break. Let's take a quick break right here, FP, if that's okay. And on the other side, we'll come back. We'll bring in Shelly and we'll talk uh, – we'll preview this uh, football team matchup just a little bit more. And then uh, after that, we'll have uh, Joe V join us. Help us pick some winners and losers, some uh, some sitems and stardoms as well. He uh, he helped me out big time last week. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the advice he gave out was very very good advice. Kirk rocked it for me. Kirk is on an absolute heater, so we'll bring him in and talk about that as well. So on the other side of the break, we'll be right back. His name is FP. My name is Joe, and we will have Shelly join us in just a few moments. All right, welcome back into the show. This is DTC, Defeating the Curse. My name is Joe. FP is on mic two. And special guest, Shelly. Shelly Jordan is joining the show. Shelly, thank you so much for making time. Thank you for coming on uh, our very small, very humble show. But I, we appreciate you tremendously. And I, I, for one, I just have to say, I always appreciate that you invite me into the Twitter spaces that you host. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, Twitter basically has this feature where Folks can fire up uh, basically an audio format or an audio medium and then bring other people in in from the Twitterverse and talk about any topic. And Shelly is the, the queen of Twitter. She's, I mean, she, she's a super fan through and through, but she no one does Twitter spaces like, like Shelly does uh, Twitter spaces. So Shelly, thank you for joining the show. Appreciate you coming on. What do you expect to happen this week? I mean, Dallas obviously is coming into town. They need this win to maintain their lead in the NFC East. Washington's looking at them saying, we got to get one of these two to challenge for the <laughs> NFC East. What do you expect to happen? I mean, there's a, a long list of injuries and unavailables for Washington. Uh, most notably, obviously, Logan is out for the season. Um, Landon is still TBD. It looks like Jamin is not going to be playing um, due to, or he's in con concussion protocol. So th there's there's a lot of things kind of swirling from an injury perspective. But but Taylor's playing great. He, I think right now, I think for the month of November, or th starting in the month of November, he's the fifth highest ranked quarterback in QBR. His play has been consistent, even though it's erratic, but he's been consistent. What do you expect to happen on Sunday? I, I mean, I got to tell you guys, it, it they concern me when they play Dallas at home because I feel like we always play Dallas better in Dallas. So um, with that said, all of our injuries, that concerns me. We're gonna, really going to need Bates to step up at tight end. I really wish – I would feel a lot better about this game if we had, you know, Logan – um, it's just so sad and unfortunate that he got hurt and the, in, in the manner that he got hurt. But, um, you know, Dallas, of course, on their side of the ball on paper, it looks better. You know, they're just overall stacked better and they don't have all the injuries that we have. So with that said, on paper, it looks like Dallas should win this game. It does look like they should win this game. Can we, you know, 
for us to get a five game win streak guys i don't know the last time we miracles it's a miracle it would be a miracle it would be a miracle it would be a miracle i i'm here for it hey let's do it let's you know but I don't know. I don't know. A lot of things would have to happen. Taylor's got to bring down some of those balls. They're just so high. Um, and Terry, you know, Terry's going to be at least double covered. Uh, so I that's, mean, it's, that's it'll be a tall concerning. task for sure. I mean, they're going to, they're going to have it's, to it's be a, a huge way. task. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to be creative. I think, I think, I think Antonio Gibson is going to be their key. I think if they're able to dominate, Control the time of possession. Same same as it's been for several weeks now. Control the time of possession. Don't fumble the ball. Don't turn it over. Grind out some tough yards, especially convert third downs. You know, that, that's an area where, where the defense has been much better at stopping teams from converting. But the offense, the offense deserves a lot of credit as well. I mean, they've done a really good job converting, you know, over 50% of their third down opportunities where they weren't doing that at all earlier in the season. Um, you know, Shelly, one of the things that you've, that I've encountered in the, the, the you know the fan interactions and the Twitter forum, the Twitter spaces that you've you've had pre and post game, is the general feeling of fans that come into those spaces and they kind of vent or just talk about things. It seems like a lot of people very much still support the team, but not the owner. And I, and I think I, I just I'm I'm curious if there's a way to f- you can't undo it unless Dan obviously sells the team, <laughs> but. How, how much of this do you sense like day in and day out? Because again, you're super active on Twitter. Your following is huge. The Twitter spaces, every time I jump in there, it's a lot of people saying, you know, we, we want to support the team, but we can't because of Dan or we don't support Dan. Is that like a, just a consistent thing that you've seen now over, you know, weeks and months and years? Yeah. Well, you know, when I started the Twitter spaces, um, it, it started out as therapy because I mean, as you guys know, we weren't doing well early in the season. So we started that as therapy. We all got on there because we were literally so miserable as fans. And then the team started winning and we turned it around. So it was just, it just turned into something else. But yes, I mean, we have all this off the field, you know, stuff going on. And of course I, I support the women, uh, to release the report and, um, and all that stuff with Congress and all that. But yeah, it's really hard. It's really difficult to, you know, we've had 20 plus years under Dan and it's difficult to make all the changes in the front office, but still have the owner there, you know, and it's hard to, you know, keep the faith that he won't just, you know, have a knee jerk reaction and fire somebody. Or, you know what I mean? So, because he's been known to do that in the past. So, there's a lot of faith involved, and it's difficult to continually do that as fans because we know what he's like. And yeah, I mean, even even last week, Shelly, I mean, one of the spaces you hosted, the, the RG3 book came up. And I know, right. um, you know, I, I got a little heated about it because I, I think at this point, RG3 has always been about his own brand, and he, he he can't get out of his own way. And, and some of the guests that you had in, in that, that forum said the same, like this guy just for whatever reason, can't, he can't get out of his own way. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really curious to see how the league is going to handle what is or isn't in RG three's book and how much, you know, I, again, I, I personally don't think there is a book. I don't think he'll ever release a book. I think it was just, uh, you know, another 
tactic for him to stay relevant and attached to the team because, you know, two weeks or three weeks prior to that, when they're, you know, this quarterback talk, he's, he's tweeting at Scott Turner and at the team, like I'm available. I know the offense, blah, blah, blah. You know, a couple of weeks later, no one's talking about him or to him or around him. And now he's surviving Washington. And, and there's just something that makes me very uncomfortable about him in particular, writing this book. Everyone should, should speak their truth. It's, it's not a, it's not an attempt to silence him, but he was involved in some ugliness himself. So I, I like, I, I don't know what he intends to happen with the book. I'm just, you know, I'm curious, like what was the overall feeling in that, you know, coming out of that? Like, do you, do you actually expect that a, that a book will be released, Shelley? I think, yeah, it's, he's, he's, he's a strange character, isn't he? I think, um, I think there is a book it's been written. Actually, he collaborated with a Gary, um, Gary Myers or something. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but it, I did, I did notice that it was written. Um, I'm following the guy that he collaborated with because I'm trying to, I, I'm with you. I'm trying to figure all this out as well. Um, so there is a book. Will it be released? That's the question because I know there are people that are trying to stop it. So we have till I August think- 2022 to see if it will be released. I do think that he has some kind of some kind of sexual harassment story of his own that he is saying right. that occurred um, that he didn't clarify that. So his communication was not well when he first came out with this because he he sounded like he was trying to piggyback off of the women, right? And so, well, and I saw, and I saw that some of the women reached out to him and said, if, if these are real claims, you should have joined us. Right. It was very confusing when he first, you know, brought up the book because he, he was very, um, kind of cloak and dagger with it. I thought, because it seemed like he was kind of piggybacking off the women because he did not clarify that it was his own personal story. And we really had to kind of, it was like pulling teeth to get You know, well, to and, and in the, recent the days as well. Yeah and, yeah, and there's a couple different shows, including LeVar Arrington's show, where uh, Fred Smoot was on and basically just ripped. I mean, absolutely no, I yeah. ripped RG3. Uh, oh, I, I know. Mean, I get it. I get it. It doesn't. I, and I, I want to caution. And I get, I get LeVar. I get Smoot. I get, I get what they're saying. But I want to caution everybody. We don't know the story yet, and that's that's just the only thing that makes me caution because we don't know, you know, what he's going to say. And I have no idea what the story is. I, the, my only thing is I hope it's bad enough to get Dan out of Washington. Like, get him out. But that's that would tick me off. If it's something bad enough to get Dan out, then he should have came forward a long time ago. Then why are you trying to get a job like a month right. and a half ago? Exactly. So none, it, it just is mind boggling to me. So will it happen? I don't know. He, who knows, Joe? I don't know. I think, I, don't I think know the either. story is, I think the story is the reason why we're hearing of this book now is I think RG three finally made peace that he's no longer going to play in this league. So let's, let's go ahead and burn our bridges. Let's just do the book. Right. But if that's so the case, sure. FP, why, why drag your feet for a year? Like if even then, like it's so disingenuous to say, Hey, I got this big thing and I'm going to tell you in 11 months. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it, it makes no sense to me. And I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't truly have 
something that he wants to share and get off his chest. But to me, it looked like he tried to piggyback off, just as Shelly was saying. And then he saw that that kind of burned him a little bit. So then he almost shifted courses and he's like, no, 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 wait, I meant about me. And everyone's like, really? And he's like, yes. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't, but it, to me, it sounds like he doesn't. And it was just kind of a course correction. And now he's kind of backed into a corner. Oh, no, I think there's to... definitely a story, guys. I think there's definitely a story. I think there's definitely something there because he's doubled down on it. And there's definitely something there. Um, I've gone to his Twitter page and his wife's Twitter page. So they've both doubled down that there's something there. And we don't know what the story is. And that's why I've cautioned everybody to be careful. Now, I don't particularly like the way the guy has handled this and how he's dealt with it either. So, but if there's an actual sexual harassment um, story there and depending on the details, I'm not going to like call him a sissy like LeVar is and stuff like that because well, I mean, I Smoot, really- Smoot was calling him. Smoot basically said it's not possible because he's so ugly. I mean, he he went he <laughs> went after him really well, really hard. You know, I'm not laughing. Yeah, that's 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 harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. I get yeah. it. So, I get. I mean, they're they're guys. Let them do it. I mean, let them go in on him. And I I can't do that just because you know. Well, I'm I don't want woman. to do that. I don't, I, I don't think anybody should be subjected to that. But at the same time, if, that if, if but you've I'm, got I'm something, a woman and I think I think I've I've experienced sexual harassment in the workplace, and I think I don't. I'm not as naive as some of these other people to think that um, sexual harassment can can befall a woman or a man, and it can be male male or female. So it can happen, and I think Absolutely. we should. We should all be cautious and just wait well, and, and, and see. supportive. But at, at some point, RG3 is going to have to say something, you know, and it, it can't just be, you know, if it the biggest disservice he can do to himself is that at this point is to have no proof. Right. If he's got proof, then, of course, everyone's going to support him. The problem right. is I, I don't think he has anything because if he did, he would have come forward. Previ- I, we'll see. Time will well, talk. I just Time. wish you would do a, a sit-down interview, and if you got receipts, then show them, and let's, exactly. let's see it. Let's, let's yes. get down to the nuts and bolts of this thing. Just do it. Like, I don't understand, like, why are you waiting for somebody to shut you down? I, like, well, and I'm that's you, that's Shelley. the question. Is is his focus getting the truth out, or is his focus his book making money? Because if his focus is getting the truth out, you do the sit-down, you, you, you let it all air out, and you'd be like, I'll go into more depth in my book. But if it's just... Hey, buy my book to find out the secret. I mean, it's a little tabloidy. Not to say that there isn't truth there. It feels a lot like it's... the uh, the Brady Belichick book last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was basically, you know, everything was spun around this idea that they they didn't meet when Brady left, right? They didn't right. meet in person, but like, and they sold. They wrote a whole book around, you know, what amounted to like a tweet, basically. So. You know, it's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where we are. Shelly, one last question for you. We'll get you out on this. Give us a score prediction for Sunday. Who you got winning and oh, what's the Lord. score? Oh, man. I'm horrible at this. Um, I, go my go gut full Homer. That's what we do. I can't. But, you know, I'm hoping <laughs> it's going to be re- reverse psychology and it will just, you know, go the other way. I My gut's telling me Dallas is going to win, and I think it's going to be like 31-17. 
Yikes. Ooh, that score okay. sounds so uh, realistic. That stings, Shelly. That stings my <laughs> core. Okay. Hey, but I'm hoping it goes the other way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's an emotional hedge. I got it. I got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But Shelly, you know, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I, I, hey, if you, guys. We would I'm love to have you out. back on in the future. Thank you very, very, very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. FP, on the other side of this, let's bring in our buddy Joey V. I don't think he likes when I call him Joey, so we'll just call him Joe. Joe V, on the other side of the break, we're going to get into some fantasy do's and don'ts. We'll be right back. Welcome back in. This is DTC. My name is Joe. His name is FP. And Joe V joins us. Joe, you're becoming a show regular two Wednesdays in a row. I know. I know. I'm honored. Absolutely honored. And and if you want to call me Joey, I'll allow it. I, listen, <laughs> Joey Joey hits a special. Like it hits. There's only a few people in the world that I let call me Joey. My wife is not one of them. So if you want to, let, <laughs> if you're okay with me calling you Joey, I'll call you Joey because Joey V no, just rolls off the tongue. Well, you're the alpha Joe here, so you so you maintain Joe, and I'll be Joey. I mean, I think it's only fair. As you like. But look, I got to start with some positives here. You gave me some incredible advice last week. So I'm going to go ahead and steal this segment and just get some advice for myself before we turn it over to FP. And then I got a whole bunch. There's a bunch Excellent. of stuff coming in from the guys in my fantasy league that want questions answered too. But so I have a, I have a quarterback conundrum here, okay? I got Rodgers and I have Cousins. And I'm leaning towards Rodgers. Rodgers is uh, against the Bears. Obviously... I, I, I'm, I never feel good about playing, you know, anyone on a Thursday night game. It's Kirk. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Vikings at Ravens tomorrow, FP, I think. I, I think I'll double check. Steelers. But was it Steelers? Thank you, Steelers. Vikings, Who do I start? Uh, Vikings home against against Steelers. I honestly, you, you have to go Rodgers. Um, Rodgers is the guy. He's, he's, the, he's proven it. And he... To say that he dominates the Chicago Bears is an understatement. Uh, I think his words are, I you. fucking own you, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. I think that's yes. the exact quote. Is, quote Aaron. Th- this is full on when, you know, when Pedro Martinez called the Yankees his daddy. It's that, it's that level of domination that, you know, I, you really can't go elsewhere as good as Kirk Cousins has been. Now, that being said, I will hedge what I just said by saying that the Bears are so bad this year that you do run the risk of falling into the type of game script where maybe in the second half you're looking at an Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon kind of game. Yeah. But mm. I just, I you know, I just don't see it going. I mean, it's it, it's Aaron bleeping Rodgers, and and I feel like you just got to ride him there all the way to the championship. Okay, talk I to think me. It's a talk to me about minimum. Hold on, FP. I got one more, one more, so I can get this lineup in before uh, I got I got Zach Ertz and I got Dalton Schultz. Who am I starting a tight end? Oh, got Zach man. Ertz well, so, against the Rams, and obviously uh, Schultz is coming to Washington. A Washington's. I'm and sorry. I'm playing against you, Dak for what it's worth. You're playing against Dak. Okay, yeah. so I'm a big fan of that. I, I you know, the it, it doesn't always work. It isn't an absolute, but w- when it's one-on-one, one team versus the other team, and you can take that quarterback's points away by taking the, who he's throwing to, it can only work to your advantage. Also, and sorry to say it, although it has been better in recent weeks, Washington football team secondary has been very beatable all season long. So 
you, you put Dalton Schultz in that situation, you, you know, there's a good chance he might be seeing pay dirt. You also have to factor in too, Cowboys offense, Cowboys, you know, Dak throws the ball everywhere. So the one thing that's kind of been the constant throughout the season is it's either going to be a CD Lamb game or an Amari Cooper game. But regardless of who he's throwing the ball to, that's a wide receiver. He's throwing to Dalton Schultz no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. I'm going. I'm going with Dalton in that in that one. FD, Not to mention the Washington defense is weak against tight ends. Very leaky. Very leaky. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, my my team somehow crept back into the playoff running, even though I lost last week. Hey, welcome. Back. I just need to know. Uh, welcome back. I just need to know. Should I start Kamara? It's killing me that he's not getting me points and that he's injured. I need to know if I should start Kamara. I also have Hunt on my bench. I don't know if the the Hunt-Chubb one-two punch is ever coming back. My my running back room is terrible. All I have is Connor, and then I'm Kamara-Hunt that are doing nothing for me. But Kamara Kamara has done effectively, like, nothing? started the season he was great for me and then he just he died he died I mean, is with he Winston. is I'm, he in dk metcalf territory joe is it <laughs> is it time to just cut it, it might be i think i'm still in on dk i'm still in on dk he he showed me a little something last week you know it, it, it wasn't the breakout game that you would hope for with him but i think it's just one of those situations where russell wilson is getting back to 100 percent and DK Metcalf is still like an all-world uh, receiver. Now, as far as FP's running back conundrum is concerned, I don't. Okay, so obviously you're going up against the Jets if you if you're if you're coming right. around the Saints. You like that matchup. However, Taysom Hill, when when Taysom Hill has been the starter and Alvin Kamara has been healthy, so this is dating back to last year. Alvin Kamara had his worst production as a starter for the Saints. Oh, it's he, he I know he he has a blind spot for those little screens that makes Kamara a first round pick. Yeah. Now with Kareem Hunt, I don't think that the hub chunt uh hub <laughs> Chub and Hunt, Hunt split. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that's over by any stretch. I think that Kareem I mean their running attack is at its best when they're both healthy. Both they there, need yeah. the other one. To, to thrive. Now, Kareem Hunt does have the unfortunate, you know, situation of going up against Baltimore. So that stinks. But I wouldn't look to two weeks ago as what you should expect from Kareem Hunt, because going into that game, Kareem Hunt was, uh, was told by his coaching staff that it was going to be, you know, we were going to sprinkle you in, we were going to get you some work before the bye week, just so we know where you're at. We're not going to push you too hard. That's why in, he didn't even play the last couple of drives of the game. And it was, and people were worried that he was hurt, that he re-aggravated his, his injury and all that. And no, it was, they were just playing it safe, which you consider that. And then you had a full week off matchup, you know, not totally in your favor, but it's not a bad spot to, to start. We got this now. one coming in from, uh, from Peter, Peter K. He's asking, he's got to start two of three. Lockett, Judy, and Landry, two or three. You got Lockett. Oh, uh, Lockett is at Houston. Judy is home for the Lions. And then where's Jarvis? 
He is versus Baltimore, so home home for Baltimore. So two of three. I'm going Lockett and Judy here. Both both good matchups. Um, and and honestly, Jarvis Landry to me, I I'm out. Jarvis Landry is on my never draft again list. I I had him yeah. pegged as like a as a as like a nice high floor guy, and I think he's still talented. I just don't think that Baker Mayfield is that good of a quarterback and that consistent of a quarterback to have him be like that rock for him. So I would not I would not start Landry this week. Okay, we got another one coming in here. Uh, what do I do with Saquon? Do I sit him instead and and play James Robinson instead? I think yes, but yeah. So you're you're looking at two guys that went in the first three rounds that just look, you know Saquon more so and it pains me as a Giants fan he just is not the same guy he's not what the Giants are paying for he's not what you drafted in your fantasy drafts he's he's just not and you know it's you know part of it's got to be his injury he, his knee just isn't the same and the and the other side of that too is that every single wide receiver on the Giants is hurt. And so is Daniel Jones. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist on defense to figure out where they're going to be sending the ball. Um, James Robinson, bad team, only target, kind of the same situation where, like, you, you, you know what to expect here. Now, James Robinson's matchup is a little bit, is a little bit more friendly, I would say. Uh, so I would probably lean James Robinson at this point, which is right. just this, crazy to me because six weeks ago, I would have said, I would have called me crazy. So this, oh my, this, this might be a, this might not actually be a real question, but two of three, Fournette, Jacobs, and Zeke. Whoever's got that team. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, wow. Maybe it's like a, like one of those eight team leagues. Uh, Who's you playing in probably, an eight-team league, Joe? That's not even a real league. <laughs> eight teams. You, you got to go Jacobs and Zeke here. Um, I love really? Fournette. I think, yeah, Jacobs. Now, so now that that Kenyon Drake is out for the year, and last week, Josh Jacobs had his best his best game that I've ever seen him play in the passing game. Nine nine targets, nine catches, not a ton of yards. But he, but he's been known as the guy that can't catch balls. Well, now they've got no choice. They've got to be passing the ball to him. Um, Zeke has not looked great, but I just I don't like the matchup for uh, for Tampa Bay going up against Buffalo. I don't. Um, you, you, I, I know. You think Buffalo that, has something left? I mean, Buffalo. Buffalo. I think after after Monday night's performance, soul crushing. That, that defense is gonna. That defense is gonna put all their effort. Into showing that they're they won't get rushed all over. But will it yeah, work? but then yeah. Fournette could just beat them in the flats and then just run all over them that way. So, oh yeah, listen, Fournette's you know Fournette is next year you're going to see Fournette make his way back up to the first couple of rounds of the draft for sure. For, and I don't know how people missed it the first time, myself included. Clearly, the, the best running back in that system on a perennial playoff team until Tom Brady's gone. I, I don't know how I know he's up there in terms of running back age at like 26 or 27, but how do you, how did so many people sleep on him to where he was going in the seventh and eighth round? I mean, the guy's putting up yeah. 30 points almost every week. Yeah. I got one for you and, and it, it hits on Sunday a little bit. I like Joe was riding the Cowboys defense all year. I like Joe hate rooting 
for my hate fantasy defense against hate my it. actual team. So the question is, should I drop that Cowboys defense over Washington for? Yes, because your fandom is more important. Denver defense week. over Detroit. Oh, 100% Denver defense. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that It makes all the sense in the world. And listen, Dallas's defense is, is good, but the Washington football team has a pretty a pretty dynamic offense. I mean, I know they've got a lot of injuries right now, um, but I don't see I don't see the football team having a hard time moving the ball against anybody right now. Yeah, but it, my, it my superstition pretty. makes it my superstition hurts because if no, I second I drop Dallas defense, second I dropped Dallas defense, the Green they'll Bay. get fifty five. Yeah. No, I, I picked up the Green Bay defense just because I could not, I cannot start the Cowboys against my own team. I, I just can't do it. I can't. Yeah. Well, Green yeah. Bay is another good choice this week too, though. Green Bay is another great choice because they've got the Bears and they stink. And and I think I think Fields is starting, but I mean, really, like at this point, I it's probably going to be a mismatch and a blowout. There's a question coming in here, Joe, on Facebook from a female listener, and we don't we don't get many of those. This is kind of cool. Um, pick a quarterback. Pick my starting quarterback: Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford. I mean, you have to go Kyler. You have to go Kyler. I mean, either way, you're you're going to have a, a Monday night finish. So that's you're in a good spot because you're going to probably have last dibs depending on who your opponent has. I think you have to go Kyler Murray here. Cardinals are home. Cardinals have more weapons. And, you know, even though Kyler spreads the ball around, he'll, he gets to reap the reward for all of that. So Here's another one. Same same. Same person's asking follow-up question. Half point PPR, Odell Beckham Jr. or Emmanuel Sanders? I'm going Odell Beckham. Uh, he's, I would, uh, anyone that has Odell Beckham, anyone that held on to him all year is in a great spot with him. Uh, with Robert Woods hurt, Odell is clearly above Van Jefferson in, in the death chart for the Rams. That means he's the number two behind Cooper Cup. And, and since he's aside from that first game, that was kind of a dud for, for Odell Beckham. He's, he's looked pretty good. Uh, Matt Stafford hasn't had a hard time finding him. So I would have, and if that's the, if you've got a Odell Beckham from Stafford connection, that'd be nice. The only thing that would make that better is having Kyler Murray instead of Stafford. Okay. Okay. So Joe, last week you gave us a couple sleepers, a couple players to kind of go out and target if they were available waiver wire ads, um, you know, the players that we can we can go pick up that maybe are, are widely available. Any anything catch your eye? Anything that came out of Sunday's games that made you think hmm, maybe? And and my yeah. last question after that one is uh what what do we do with, with Derrick Henry for those of us that have held on to him? Do we think he's actually gonna be at this point, do we hold do we hold out hope that he will help us in the potential final what final playoff round or championship game, or do we cut him loose and make space for someone else? I, I, I would cut him loose. Uh, if there, there hasn't been any talk about Derrick Henry for about two or three weeks. And if there's no, and if, if there's, if you're not hearing anything, you're not hearing how the surgeries go, you're probably look, you may get him, they may get him back for the actual NFL playoffs. If, if, you know, if they make it deep into January, that could be a different story. I don't think that he'll be healthy enough to come back for week 17. Um, now, as far as some names that are out there, these names all come from some poorly timed injuries. 
So I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two guys on the Vikings, and then I'll give you two guys on the 49ers. All right, hit me. I'm gonna go check and see so, if they're available on the waiver. Adam <laughs> Thielen's out this week with a high ankle sprain. He and it, it, it could be this week. It could be multiple weeks, but we know right now it's just this week, and they're playing Thursday. Two names: tight end Tyler Conklin is definitely going to see an uptick in targets with Thielen out, and he, and Thielen's replacement on the depth chart, at least for now, is going to be KJ Osborne who's had some big games even with Thielen and Jefferson healthy, but now you have one less mouth to feed there. And with Thielen being one of the most prolific end zone targets, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to have to, is going to have to spread the ball around more. Um, and then the other two names, actually three names, because today uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, both on the Chargers, were placed on the COVID list. So it remains to be seen if we're going to see them this weekend. Uh, if they are out, Joshua Palmer, Andre Roberts, Jalen Guyton are below them on the on the depth chart for uh, the Chargers. And I'll give you I'll actually give you one more too um, because this is this is the time. This, week fourteen, it's 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 hysteria for fantasy football players. It's it's insanity trying to get into the playoffs. So uh, Joe Mixon was sick today. Joe Mixon missed practice, um, and he's probably going to start. But Samaj P. Ryan, who's his backup, if he goes, is a surefire bell cow number one. And on the 49ers, you've got Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson, both nursing injuries. So if that stays the same, and it, that looks more like a 50-50 that they might not play, then Jermichael Hasty is your number one for that game. Any any thoughts on Michael Gallup and how he fits in that Dallas offense on the stretch? I mean, he he looked great last week. Michael Gallup, to me, Michael Gallup is the same player as Marquez Valdez Scantling. You're gonna see him hanging on your waiver wire all season long. He's a, he's a nice name. Every fifth game, he puts up a nice stat line, gets a lot of targets, and you know has like a you know sees like eighty five percent of snaps, and you're like, oh, maybe he's finally arrived. And then you get a month of, you know, not Then really you add him to your team and he does nothing. Eggs, and it always times out that way, Joe. Every single time. FP, anything else for Joe? I got one more to close this out, but after you. Well, now, now after all the news about the Chargers, am I screwed having Herbert as my quarterback? And should I be looking Damn, at Damn, that was waivers? my question. What do, you, what do, what do we do with Herbie? What do we do yeah. with Herbie? What happens now? You know, Her- Herbie took a big step back this year. Um, and I mean, you know, he hasn't been terrible, but he has not been what you had hoped for going into the season after what you saw last year in his rookie year. He's putting up 50 fantasy points, you know, <laughs> every other week for a little while last year. And he's come back down to earth, as I guess most people would expect. I, and for as, for as vital as, as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams might be to that I offense. I mean, that's the whole offense. They're they're at home against the New York Giants. It's true, and and that's my <laughs> the, I, I I take solace in that because I just <laughs> I, I know that it's not going to end well for the Giants, and therefore that's more of an opportunity for Justin Herbert to do his thing. Well, Joe, we appreciate your time as always. Um, I, I appreciate the insight. You helped me. You helped me win in two of three leagues uh, last week. Uh, I'm going to count my wow. wife's team. 
my wife my wife and I were playing each other and she smoked me on your advice. So Oh um, no. <laughs> thank you for that also. That was that so, was great. She was so very you're excited. welcome and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she was she was very excited and, and made she she's actually she was texting me during uh during the segment here saying like make sure make sure Joe knows that I beat you because he gave me good advice. So that means thanks, Joe. that means his wife sent in questions and Joe just didn't ask you. I will not let her yeah, they're <laughs> being screened. They didn't they didn't make it through the screening, sorry. Uh, but Joe, host the host of Go With Your Gut, Joe Vitruba. Thank you again, Joe, for coming on, making time for us. I, look, I look forward to this segment. I'm not going to put you on the spot the same way I did last week, but we will definitely talk to you again next week, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good luck this week, guys. Take care. Hopefully I'm in Thanks, the playoffs. Joe. FP, did you, how did you fare in, uh, in fantasy last week? Oh, I, I did terrible. Actually, I think I lost fare? by like How is your fan duel account looking points. these days? FanDuel FanDuel looking sports book. So look, I I need to give you all a tip on how to make the most money with FanDuel. It's all about first touchdown score when you're watching the game. As soon as you see that first drive start and you kind of get a vibe of how that that offense is going to look, you place a bet and you're going to hit. You really think you really think that's okay. All right. Come on, I'm putting like $10 bets on Dallas Goddard to score the first touchdown against the Jets. $245 payout. It's fa- well, so it, it was this, so this, easy to tell this past week. It's so so ra- easy to tell. Uh, Razzle, uh, I forget where, where we were, but I was explaining to Razzle how to bet on soccer, right? And and you use the roulette <laughs> principle when you bet on soccer. You know when you go to the roulette table. I, I, I mean, it's 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 my. I don't know if there's a name for it. I'll just call it the the the, the stack methodology. Okay, like roulette's got three stacks. If you bet the same amount in two of the three stacks, two or three rows. Okay, you've got a sixty-six, a little bit under sixty-six percent chance of winning because obviously it can go, it can go zero or double zero, but it's going to most likely hit, and it's the slowest growth model that can be extrapolated over time, right? So when you bet soccer, you bet the, you bet the underdog and you bet the draw, small bets or big bets, it doesn't matter. You only need one, right? Obviously, you need one of those to hit every once in a while. You'll make all mm-hmm. your money back. Now, th- this is the 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 catch twenty-two. All of us reload our FanDuel accounts. Every single one of us, right? No, nobody's nobody's cashing out. It. Nobody's cashing out anything. I've only reloaded it twice, and okay, I'm but, up. A but lot. you've never, you've have you ever not reloaded it? Meaning, like you've started. This is what I'm starting with, and then got it to a point where you're like, "Wow, I'm going to take this money out and buy something with it." No, has that ever happened? Of course not. No. No, no, you you, so, you bet more recklessly the higher you get. Yeah, and and you know, a couple of years ago, we were all complaining about the FanDuel and the uh, DraftKings, like the never-ending, like just onslaught of commercials. commercials. And now, now we have the MGM now, bet I'm, and win I'm, bet. I'm sorry and, if I see Drew Brees one more time get fet life. Yo, point did life, Drew Brees like sign off. a thing where he only has one side of his face on TV? I don't. What is the cut? I I have no idea. I don't know. Where did it? Is it? Is it like a major? Did something happen? I just. I, I mean, he's always had that thing, but it's never on TV now. Like when he was a football player, it was yeah, always. It's on always TV. just kind of. Now it's never on. T- I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's also like Ben tilted. Affleck is doing commercials, and then that guy that I don't know his name is like on every bus everywhere I go. The win bet guy, like. Yeah, I mean. We're yeah, good, and we now there's one. like Caesar's sports book and all that. Yes. I don't know. But in person, but Maryland is getting what Virginia's had on Friday. Did you know that? What? 
So like people in Maryland, like the in the in person betting or the live betting in in Maryland wasn't available, but now it'll be really? available. So everyone's all excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the sports book does at, uh, at MGM, uh, starting on, starting at Friday at midnight. It'll be interesting. That's we'll, anyway. We'll no, this show has made it. Once we can do a show at Sportsbook, pretending like we're the big wigs. We can do it. Maybe. We used to do live shows all the time. We were at Glory Days. Yeah. We packed Glory. You remember we packed Glory Days, baby? <laughs> we did pack Glory Days. I could use some that's Glory right. Wings. I'm not no one lie. can ever take that away from us. If you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> it's a little inside baseball. But if you go on our Facebook page, you will see pictures from one of our live events where we took the show, all four of us, we took the show on the road and we watched, was it, I think it was Alex it may have Smith, been Dallas the Chief. Week. No, it was the Chiefs. We watched oh, Alex it? Smith, the Chief, beat the Redskins at the time, oh, what was the, who was it? Which receiver couldn't catch the ball? It went through his hands. Do you remember? In the end zone. It was a receiver, everybody. Uh, 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 Josh. Uh, Back shoulder fade dunk that Gruden loved. Yeah, the fade. The, remember they ran the fade like six plays in a row. Yeah, was yeah. Josh Doxson? I think it was. Doxson, yeah. I think so. It was eh, Doxson. That's a long time ago. All right, we're on a we we've changed our name since then to the No Names. We have a four game win streak. <laughs> we have a quarterback. Happy, by the way, happy uh, Taylor Heineke uh, day to you. One year anniversary. Uh, yeah. One year anniversary of him being signed to the practice squad. So ha- happy uh, happy Heineke day to you. But <laughs> FP, thank you for uh, for making time. It's Dallas week. I'm looking forward to this game. I think we're gonna squeeze in one more show on Friday this week. I'd like to get LP on here to talk about the Wizards as well. Started off hot, definitely he, he cooling down. Us. He blames yeah, us. Yeah, he can keep the, blaming the us. I mean, we are look, look, we're we're all in this together. But I, I, I do miss him, and I want to get him on the show. I want to get his thoughts on the record on the football team, but also on the Wiz, because the Wiz all of a sudden are sliding just a little bit. They're 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 yep. cooling off considerably. Um, you know, and then there's uh, there's champion uh, Champions League soccer, which I know you're not watching, and I would prefer not to talk to myself. So we'll see if I can uh, if I can bring him in here, but. Uh, yeah. I might yeah. miss that Let's show. See. You guys have fun. Let's close the show with this. <laughs> Who wins on Sunday and what's the score? Washington football team is winning. It's going to be a low, ugly game. I'm going 23-17. 23-17. I also have the football team winning. I was going to do my usual 50-3, to but I'm not going to do that. I think they win. <laughs> I also think it'll be ugly. I think it'll be a little bit high score, more high scoring than that. I think if it goes too high scoring, it favors the Cowboys for sure. But I actually like them in a really close one. I, I, I'm I'm gonna go 21-20. Like a really really close, Ooh. really close. That's our style. I, Hold I think, the ball forever. Uh, win by two. Hey, listen, a win is a win, right? As Vin Diesel said, right? It doesn't matter whether you win by a you know a, an inch or a mile, right? Winning is winning. So we'll take it. We'll take it. If if they can do this, the five game win streak will propel them over 500, close them to within half a game of the Cowboys. And then all it's all bets are off at that point. Well, they, we, they can we beat the game. Seahawks and the Raiders by 17 to 15, two weeks in a row. So 17, right. 15 this week. <laughs> I mean, why not? If that's a prop yeah. bet, I'll take it. Sure. Why not? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> anyway, his name is FP. My name is Joe. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the Defeating the Curse podcast available on all social media platforms. Also available on all podcast platforms. If you like the show. Hit subscribe, join us. We are a, hum- a very humble show, but we we love what we do. We we enjoy doing it, and we're going to keep doing it. So 
Hail to the football team, four in a row, hoping to make it five for FP. My name is Joe. For the entire cast of DTC, thank you so much for checking us out. Thank you to Joe V for jo- for joining us and talking fantasy. Thank you for Shelly Jordan. Thank you to Shelly Jordan for joining us as well. Super fan Shelly Jordan, super connected. Awesome to have her on the show as well. Until next time, thank you so much. We are out.